Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Clocked In with the Press, hosted at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California. In this podcast, we highlight individuals and organizations in the community that we believe deserve your attention. Not everything stated in this podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press. If you have something that you would like to share with us, please let us know on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. This is your host, Caitlin Gleason, Clocking In. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. As mentioned in the previous episode, all of our episodes in December are going to be catered toward highlighting specific charities, nonprofits, and donation programs that are seasonally based on Christmas time. This week, we are going to be talking to two individuals who are greatly involved in the program called Brentwood Regional Community Chest, or BRCC. This program is a cooperative effort in the community that focuses on giving aid to those in need during the holiday season. Before I bring on the guest for today, however, let's go over the top stories of the week. More than 1,000 people gathered in the streets of Brentwood Shopping Complex Thanksgiving morning to make room for the dinners they would be enjoying later by participating in the 8th annual Brentwood Turkey Trot 5K run. The November 25th race, which began at 8 a.m. in the parking lot of the AMC Movie Theater, serves as an annual joint fundraiser for the Brentwood Union School District and the Liberty Union High School District to support their physical education and athletics programs. All the profits from the event, roughly $50,000 for the 2021 run, are funneled back into the programs to fund things that the schools will not normally be able to afford through their traditional budgets. For the elementary schools, this means investing in new equipment for activities like disc golf, while the high schools are able to buy team uniforms and equipment such as pole vaulting gear that would be too expensive to replace otherwise. Coming in at number two, most people in East County probably think of public transportation or The Simpsons when they hear the word BART. But there's another organization bearing that moniker that offers services of a different kind. BART, that's B-A-A-R-T, Bay Area Addiction Research and Treatment of Antioch is a medication-assisted treatment clinic of opioid use disorder that offers a variety of services with little to no cost for individuals who may be unable to pay for treatment. In addition to medication-assisted treatment, BART offers counseling, primary care services, addiction education, relapse prevention support, and disease screenings for high-risk people. Working through the stigma of addiction and relapse is part of the process. Treatment Center Director Rosemary Laguna said patients can always expect help when they walk through the clinic doors. BART not only operates under the normal HIPAA obligations governing any medical facility and protecting patient privacy, but also under 42 CRF Part 2, a federal regulation catering to patient privacy for substance abuse diagnosis and treatment. Privacy is often a major concern for those seeking treatment due to the stigmas surrounding addiction, but BART will always protect the privacy of its patients. The city of Oakley has announced that Dean Capoletti, the police chief placed on administrative leave in September, has been separated from employment as of November 18th. No official reason has been given for the termination of Capoletti's employment, nor for his placement on administrative leave earlier in the year. Mayor Sue Higgins of Oakley, in a statement, said the current focus is the search for a new police chief, while city attorney Derek Cole said that's the only comment that can be made regarding the situation at this time. Capoletti, an 18-year veteran of law enforcement, joined the Oakley Police Department in September of 2020. Previously, he'd served as the captain of the La Habra Police Department in Southern California. However, by September of 2021, Capoletti had been placed on a paid administrative leave following an undisclosed incident, and an investigation was conducted. At that time, both Cole and Mayor Higgins declined to provide further information on the matter due to the ongoing investigation. But since then, there's been no information made available other than he's been separated from the department. While the city continues its search for the next police chief, the city has appointed Lieutenant Paul Beard to fill in the role in the meantime. And your final top story of the day, a 13-year-old Concord boy was arrested on November 28th following a vehicle chase through Antioch that ended on Oakley's Main Street. The stolen vehicle driven by the boy was first spotted by police on L Street in, near Sycamore Drive in Antioch. 
It led authorities through Antioch and into Oakley, according to a statement by the Antioch police, on November 28th. After driving over the center median there on Main Street during the chase, the vehicle crashed into a decorative boulder in the Starbucks parking lot on Main Street. Following the crash, Antioch police located a suspect fleeing from the vehicle and apprehended him with help from the Oakley police after a lengthy search of the surrounding area, according to the statement. That suspect was later identified as the 13-year-old boy out of Concord. His name was not made available. The vehicle had reportedly been stolen in a carjacking at about 3 o'clock that morning at an unidentified location in Oakland. The suspects in that carjacking were reportedly armed and dangerous. It was not made immediately clear whether the suspect arrested in Oakley was one of those suspects in the Oakland carjacking. Those were the top weekly stories. Let's get back to the main topic of the day. Here to speak with me today are two people, one you have heard on the show before, one you have not. I would like to welcome two members of Brentwood Regional Community Chest. For familiarity, we have Brentwood Union School District Superintendent and Co-Director of BRCC, Dana Eaton. And for the new voice, I would like to introduce the Secretary of the BRCC, Lil Pierce. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us back. To start off, how long has the community chest been active or in operation? You know, our brochure says more than 50 years That's because it. I don't think we can ever officially we remember. Because it's been uh. so many different, <laughs> it, it's had a lot of different names, but probably more than 50 years. Okay, so more than half a century. Yes, and ma'am. how long have you both been part of the community chest? Um, in probably in 1978 or 79, my mother told me I was the secretary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how long I've been here. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, I was drafted in, I was voluntold back in uh, 2003. So mm-hmm. I opened up a brand new school called Pioneer Elementary that was named partly in honor of uh, Lil's mom, Rose. And so as a result of that, got to meet them mm-hmm. and was told that I needed to play a part in the Brentwood Regional Community Chest and, mm-hmm. and I haven't been let out since. Mm. <laughs> And what does the community chest actually do in terms of what it gives away or what it collects and how does it how does it kind of operate? So the community chest supports about 500 local families each and every year mm-hmm. and it's really a great system because all of the toys and the food that come to those families come from within the community mm-hmm. and then are distributed back out. And so each year, every family gets toys for all of their children, 18 and under. They also get uh, a full Christmas dinner with a turkey and also canned food. Mm-hmm. So this year is a little bit different and last year was a little bit different. We've had to cut down a little bit on the canned food just because of COVID. We can't do the large sorting that we normally do, but we're still providing uh, the full dinner and the toys. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, different organizations are involved in the community chest? Because I know it's a cooperative effort. Um, so kind of what are the different groups that are involved? Everybody volunteers. We have a lot mm-hmm. of organizations, a service clubs, a rotary club, the Lions Club, the Seroptimus Club mm-hmm. uh, that donate and help. We have lots of Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts We have lots of teachers um, encouraging their students in different groups in the schools that come and help us. Yeah, a tremendous amount of the the food and the toys come in through the local schools um, across not just in our school district, but across the school districts in the area. And so it's really a, a collective effort. What sort of items does the community chest need to see over others? Or I guess another way I could phrase it is, what sorts of items do you receive a lot of versus what sort of items do you guys think were kind of are needed more because you don't receive a lot of them? We get a lot of green beans. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes the casserole. <laughs> yeah. If we got bacon too, that would be helpful, but we don't get a lot of bacon. Maybe some cheese. Yeah. Actually, I see a need for cereal, mm-hmm. breakfast foods. 
And because of the restrictions of COVID this year, we're primarily focusing on collection of toys or gifts. After 12 years old, we get very little gifts for the mm-hmm. kids between 12 and 18. Okay, so more stuff for teenagers? Yeah, as a parent of teenagers, it gets harder and harder to find them gifts. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's harder and harder for the community. And many people have a great deal of fun going out and buying toys for the younger kids, Mm -hmm. which we always need. But if we have the opportunity to get more toys for older kids or more gifts for older kids, then Mm -hmm. that's always needed. So things like gift cards? Gift cards work too. Mm-hmm. I always want to play with the little kids' toys. They're fun. <laughs> but it's definitely harder for the older kids, especially the older boys. So when buying for teenagers, what kind of items would you get? Like what kind of items do you kind of want to see donated to give to them during Christmas? For the girls, you could buy, you know, the little makeup kits, mm-hmm. bubble bath, nail polish. Bath and body jewelry, <laughs> jewelry, scarves and hats and gloves. Uh, for the boys, also scarves and hats and gloves. Maybe cologne. They like cologne. Mm-hmm. Earbuds. The little Bluetooth speakers that they plug into their computers or their mm-hmm. phones. Those type of items. Yeah, sometimes even like sports balls and, mm-hmm. and games, depending, like board games or things that are for mm-hmm. older kids can work as well. Also, I was just speaking to a group at Independence High School, and they told me big fuzzy socks are the things that both the Absolutely. boys and the girls want this year. <laughs> well, there you go. I had no clue. No, fuzzy socks are nice even fuzzy after socks. high school. <laughs> fuzzy socks, mugs, a book. You know, maybe the high schoolers Books wouldn't agree too, with me on that one. But. When, we get, when we get toys and books and puzzles and games and, and color books and things, those go for the family. Mm. We throw one of those in the bag for the families. That's not – but the kids get a regular gift. Mm-hmm. And, and gift cards work well, too. So what is different this year in comparison with previous years, uh, other than, you know, the pandemic? (laughs) So last year we had to punt a little bit. One of the hallmarks of the community chest is we have this fantastic community turnout on Friday night at Brentwood Elementary to sort these thousands and thousands of cans and boxes of food that come in. And and it literally takes several hundred people to do it. Mm -hmm. And we just couldn't do it with COVID safely. And we don't feel like we're there yet to Mm -hmm. be able to do it this year. And so what is different is we're not collecting as much of that food. If we get some food donated, we will hand it out to people. But we usually do a big sorting process that we're not able to do. So this year, we're really going to focus on the elements of the Christmas dinner and then the gifts for all the families, the toys for all the kids. Mm -hmm. And the Christmas dinner, they get the ingredients to make their own Christmas dinner. We're not giving them mm-hmm. cooked food. A cooked food. No, they, they get all the ingredients, including a turkey, mm-hmm. to prepare themselves. Okay, so you just kind of enable the families to have the ability to make a Christmas dinner exactly. that they might not be able to afford otherwise. And another thing that's different, our community is very, very generous with their time and their money. Mm-hmm. Not being able to have the big food sort is very disappointing to us and to a lot of people. Another thing we can't do is the Brentwood Rotary Club would come out every Saturday morning before mm-hmm. the, the morning we do the distribution and prepare pancakes and sausage for all the volunteers and all the families that are waiting to get mm-hmm. their food. What are some of the most common challenges that you both see in our community that either have yet to be addressed or are addressed but might need more support? Our bylaws require mm-hmm. that we verify that the families we serve live within our boundaries, mm-hmm. which are Brentwood, Knightson, Byron, and Discovery Bay. Mm-hmm. To do that, we have to have identification so we know that the person is who they say they are mm-hmm. to match with 
some proof of residency, like a phone bill or PG&E bill or a car registration, something like that. We don't share any information with any other agencies. So mm. that information is only for our purposes to verify that, and then it gets shredded at the end. Mm-hmm. I think another ongoing issue that we see is that we have uh, we have many families that continue to experience hunger, not just in the holiday season, but throughout the year. And so one of the things that we try to do is to help support other organizations that provide support all the way through the year mm-hmm. so that because there are families that don't just need a meal on Christmas, but they need one on January 15th, too. And so right. we're trying to help those organizations that provide that support in our community. Because we use city and school facilities, people think we are a government or some mm-hmm. sort of organization that's going to share their information with somebody. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. So there's a large amount of confidentiality that comes yes, with people absolutely. who participate in the program. Mm-hmm. We don't share that information with anyone. Mm -hmm. So with both of your experiences in the community chest, do either of you have any outstanding experience or memory with it that you would be willing to share with our listeners? One of my favorite memories is we had a family that was getting help from us for Mm -hmm. a couple years in a row. And then they were able to get on their feet. And then they came back and were volunteers for us and helping other families. And I think that's really One of the beauties of our program is it's really a community helping their own. That's the way that Rose Pierce set it up, and we've tried to carry on in that tradition. We had our first registration session on Saturday, and one family came up and said, we we need food, but we want to help too. How can we help? Mm. And I thought that was very nice. And there, there are people, there's one man that I've seen for the last 30 years who comes and helps us. He used to get a basket, Mm. and now he comes every year. You don't see him the rest of the year. But he comes every year and helps us. Mm. And I, I love to see the kids who get a bicycle, the look on their faces, because they are not <laughs> expecting it. It's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of, you know, there's so many people that help out. One of the local companies that always helps out is Precision Cabinets. And one of the things that they do with their employees is they'll have them either raise funds or donate a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have all these bicycles and, and to be able to watch the kids walk away with those and a helmet that's that we provide as well is really a special thing. So it really creates like this kind of cycle of giving with people where they come, they benefit from it, but at the same time it, it just cultivates this idea of everybody wanting to help each other out and Absolutely. kind of that building of the community. There, every year someone will hand us a card that says thank you. It's just wonderful to see. My favorite part is calling people and asking them to use their equipment or use their their forklift or their pickup <laughs> their their box truck or their fruit bins and they just hand it over mm-hmm. with no questions asked they're very happy to help they're just like here you go here are the keys mm-hmm. don't well, crash it <laughs> there's one gentleman that doesn't even say hello when he answers the phone he just says what do you want now <laughs> <laughs> they, know. they know they know the question's coming people in the community don't say no to Lil because they know all the good that she's done for so many years oh that was a nice ending for that <laughs> I was afraid of where that was going so if an individual wants to take part in the community chest on the giving side like they want to do the giving how could they best go about that we have donation bins set up all across the area and so they're located in the post office and in stores and in businesses and in schools. And so banks. if you go, yeah, banks, if you go onto our website, just Google the Brentwood Regional Community Chest, and there's a list of all of where all those locations mm-hmm. are. We also take donations via PayPal right from the website, which is a great way if you're not sure what a 16 year old wants and you want to entrust us with that money, you can, you can mm-hmm. give that and we go and get those gifts as well. 
if somebody is in need of aid and wants to potentially get help from the community chest and be kind of on that list, how do they make themselves known to the program? So we have signups at the Brentwood Senior Center. So there's mm-hmm. four more signups available. And those dates are also listed on the website as well. But they're, it's November 17th, so this Wednesday, and then the following Monday, and then Friday, December 3rd, and Tuesday, December 7th. And there's different times available mm-hmm. there. It's also listed on our website and on our Facebook page. Wonderful. So then one of the final questions that I have for both of you is, you know, as, you know, two people who do a lot for the community and participate in this program, why do you think it is so important that we focus on community aid during the holidays? Because everybody needs to have a nice holiday. Kids need to go back to school and hear what other people did and know they did the same thing. Mm, So it's the idea of like uplifting the community as a whole and not just leaving people out, but making sure everybody's included in that feeling of a holiday. You said that very well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, actually, not to sound like a Hallmark movie, but it is incredibly easy to forget what Christmas is all about in the holiday season. We get bogged down staring at our long list of people to get presents for. Maybe we don't enjoy parties. Maybe it's the cold that makes you wish we were already past winter. However, as we go about the holidays, it is important to remind ourselves to be thankful for family, for friends, for a roof over our heads, and for food in our bellies. Rather than dreading the cost of presents, look forward to the time we can spend with those who matter most. More importantly, however, take a chance to consider giving some time to those who don't have the things that we take for granted. By either volunteering for a nonprofit, donating to a charity, or even just making efforts to show kindness to those we encounter, it is vital that we take action towards the betterment of our community. So, Dana, Lil, before I end the interview, is there anything else you both would like to share with our listeners? You know, I I get a lot of people say, how do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. Dana and I could not do this without all the volunteers and all and all of our supportive community. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me, and it's always the most feel-good part to see people in our community that come out just to help mm-hmm. other community members. If you One person couldn't do this operation that we do. There's a lot of people that help us. And so I tell people, you don't have to do something as big as, as, big as this. Mm-hmm. You can donate a dollar. You can donate $10. You can donate a bicycle or you can donate a little tiny little puzzle or toy. One little thing makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it's kind of like, you know, when you're like you're pushing like a really heavy rock up a hill, you know, like by yourself, it's probably not going to happen. Exactly. But if there's 10 of you, it'll eventually make it over after a few hours. And and it's really (laughs) heartwarming for me to see the people in the community that come out and help and the people who, the ones that have their kids with them who are really mm-hmm. excited yeah. knowing they're going to have a nice Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always the event, and we're always nervous before it. Are we going to have enough volunteers? Are we going to have enough food? Are we going to have enough toys? And we always have more of everything than we need, and it just always is, it really mo- reminds you what a remarkable place that Brentwood is mm-hmm. and how great the people are and how lucky we are to live here. And so we're happy to be part of that. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for being willing to come on the show. I really appreciate the amount of effort that you both are just putting into giving back to the community and uplifting people and making sure that no one's really left behind in the holidays. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's it for today's episode of Clocked In with the Press. I appreciate all of you taking your time to tune in and hear about the different ways you can be involved in our community. 
If you're interested in participating in the Regional Community Chest or any of the nonprofits we have featured, you can check out the link tree in our Instagram at Press Clocked In or in the description of respective episodes. You can also stay updated on the latest Contra Costa County happenings at www.thepress.net. We can hope for things to get better all we want, but without taking action ourselves, the struggles we wish to be resolved will continue to prevail. I look forward to speaking with you all next week. This is your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking out. <laughs>